Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings, and thank you for joining us here on another episode of Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. I'm one half of your host, Dan Conroy. And I am the equal but opposite half, Bobby O'Rourke. Equal but opposite, a fine glass of half and half for your day. Start your day with half dairy. Bobby, I'd like to take the beginning of this podcast here to begin with a common trope that we like to play with here on Greetings, which is media, movies, TV, that have in them the theme of greeting cards or incorporate the culture of greeting cards within their general plot line. I feel like there are not a lot of examples of this in our modern day society or even in the past. It is a very nuanced niche sort of industry and therefore there are not that many movies or television shows or even books that really bring it up. But there are a few of them that we can point out and discuss even if we haven't seen them yet. We can pinpoint the little parts of it that are worth talking about. And of course I am referring to a romantic comedy drama film from 2009 that you can take or leave depending on how you feel that Sunday afternoon. And I'm talking about, and get your sunglasses on because it's time for 500 Days of Summer, which was directed by Mark Webb and starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. Now, the last time I saw this movie in full, and probably the only time I did, was in anywhere between 2011 to 2012, those early collegiate years for me, about two or three years after it came out. In theaters now, Bobby, have you ever seen this film before? I have not, and so I think we can throw it out to the listeners of this podcast if they want to submit to the Patreon, which, as we all know, definitely exists. I was going to say I could not only watch Five Hundred Days of Summer, but I could watch it with you live five hundred times in a row every day for five hundred days. I will watch the film Five Hundred Days of Summer. I'm trying to remember what it's called off the top of my head, but there was that podcast where the two Australian comedians with the McElroy brothers from My Brother, My Brother and Me and The Adventure Zone watch Paul Blart Mall Cop every day for a year. I don't ah. think I don't think the McElroy brothers do it. I think they just do it once a year. But these two comedians and forgive me if I forget their names, go ahead and you know, message us the name of the podcast if you remember it or if you're listening to it. For some reason, I thought it was called to, something to blart with love. No, I can't remember now. Uh, <laughs> I hope but it's, that's the it's... full title, something to blart with love. <laughs> yeah, I got to blart that love all over the place. It's, but they did. Yeah, they. I think the conceit of that podcast is that they watch Paul Blart Mall Cop every day for a year, or at least they try to, and then they get to month two and they are nearly homicidal (laughs) they are unhappy it's not even like a fun like i can't take this anymore it's like i fucking hate this podcast this is stupid i'm sorry we're doing this and i think they've crapped out by like the third or fourth month don't quote me on any of this because i've never listened to the podcast but if i had to watch paul blart mall blart every day for a a year i think my brain is already soup if you've listened to this podcast, so I don't know if I would do much better. Bobby, do you think you could – how long do you think you could last watching Paul Blart, Mall Blart every day? Having never seen any of them, I've remained pure as the driven snow. All I can <laughs> think is one time – I think you were even there. We went with our, our good friend Andy to a screening of Into the Woods or so, and the commercial for Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, which is actually really hard to say fast, came on, and two and a half minutes later – the theater goes absolutely silent and Andy in the darkness next to us just goes, who asked for that? 
I I was not there for that because I have never seen Into the Woods the movie. It's the Paul Blart Mall Cop of Sondheim's musicals, if you ask me. Wow, that bad, huh? Well, okay, that's perhaps too harsh. I've never been a fan of Into the Woods, but a lot of people will tell me that I'm a stupid idiot who's not very handsome, which I feel like is an overstretch but you know incredibly handsome regardless of your intellect uh which is very high by the way but i just don't want your i don't want your dastardly good looks to get in the way of that you keep that separate and on the shelf where i can polish it every day with a fine wood oil okay Uh, yeah i feel like into the woods is one of those films that everyone was talking super hard about for like a few months and then i never heard of again so it never became something that i feel like i needed to watch but that is hilarious that our good friend of the podcast andy martinez would in fact say that uh who who asked for this he was so disappointed he wasn't even angry he was just yeah he was just upset that someone well because they were it was important they were in vegas now so you know it's kind of a big deal for everyone involved but that was i i would be very much down to spend 500 days watching 500 days of summer and really litigating this, getting down to the bare bones of what is described here on Wikipedia as a nonlinear narrative structure, for those who haven't seen the movie, with the story based upon its male protagonist and his memories of a failed relationship. And based on my memory of this film, that is about what it is, is it's a sad boy talking about his memories of a good relationship that he eventually realized was also pretty sad. So it's just kind of sadness all the way down. There's your new John Green uh, novel. Yeah, I heard it's it is a comedy I've heard, but it's not like a slapstick. It kind of is a more meditative comedy. And and as we were saying off mic for a movie about greeting cards, kind of rightly or wrongly treks in that area of the manic pixie dream girl, which I know was quite a thing in the early mid 2000s and then the 20 teens i i feel like was the, yes. the height of that of that era yes this film holds a title as one of the chief films that is representative of the writing style of utilizing the trope of the manic pixie dream girl mm-hmm. we were saying a couple of examples off the air as jersey girl i believe was one of them there was this one 500 days of summer there's eternal sunshine of the spotless mind all of which utilize that juan um, the character stuff famously you know has a manic pixie dream girl I, i'm assuming that I'm assuming the ghost is a manic pixie dream girl. Never seen that one either. It's the clicking that does it for me because, you know, the Japanese ghost that climbs through the walls just doesn't feel it doesn't give you the same level of dread if they're also playing a ukulele and doing an Ingrid Michaelson song. That is just doesn't it doesn't give me the same vibes. I'm sorry. It's very different. But yeah, so this definitely incorporates manic pixie dream girl. But and I think in its time was i mean it got very it got very strong reviews it was very positive i think it's got 85 percent on rotten tomatoes which is not bad at all but i think yeah there was some sort of mid-2010s criticism about its usage of manic pixie dream girl which has now further evolved into people rewatching the movie and realizing well yeah maybe but like it wasn't that character's fault that this guy was just sad all the time and like r- remembering stuff incorrectly right the, if the criticism watch... these days is is the character of of zoe de chanel was underwritten really i think is like they they didn't give screen time or agency right to to the character they spent too much I time mean, on I... joseph gordon levitt i don't blame him either i think he's he's pretty good but yeah i think a part of it is screen time but i think another part of it too is just like it's very easy 
in the past for people to have like disliked this movie because of how the female character was written mm. or how it was developed. And, you know, I think that's up to people's personal preferences. But to say like, you know, she was like the enemy or like the villain of this movie. It's like, no, if you go back, like she's just very honest about this is a relationship that doesn't work. And, you know, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt who's taking the time to like just be attached and moody and unable to let go of the fact that it was a relationship that didn't work. But I don't care about any of that crap. Okay. Neither do we. Good. Neither do we. I'm the royal we today. I'm 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 being royal today. I'm the we. And I'm the peasant I. So because we are covered in my night soil. Because what I care about is good old fashioned greeting card industry. So Joseph Gordon Gordon works for a greeting card company in the movie. They're called New Hampshire Greetings. He originally works for, I believe, celebration cards and birthday cards. And then because he is a depressed baby man, he then goes on to move on to sympathy cards. And today, Bobby and I were watching the I Quit monologue that he states in the middle of the movie. So it's, I believe, after they break up and he some time has passed and now I think Zoe Deschanel's character is engaged to somebody else and he is just completely forlorn and depressed and he basically freaks out on his co-workers who are presenting new cards for like the weekly meeting or something like that and because this is the industry that we talk about on a weekly basis here on greetings I thought it was worth having a look at this monologue now of course if you'd like to join along and looking at the monologue with us you certainly can on YouTube look up 500 days of summer I quit monologue any of those videos will do I will link it in the description and Bobby, yeah, we, of course, open up to someone promoting two different kinds of cat cards, <laughs> one that says go for it, one that says you can do it. One thing we talked about, if you're watching this monologue of Joseph Gordon-Levitt basically ranting and raving against the greeting card industry, saying that it's fake, it is artificial emotion developed for people that can't say the words they want to say to other people, something that we've talked about here. Mm. We both saw that it was quite drab. In fact, Bobby, what movie did you think it was kind of pulled from oh, that you said I, off the air? I said the, the cinematography seems like they got the cinematographer from Office Space and said, could you guys just hang around for about an hour or so? We have one scene we want to shoot. This looks great. Don't move. Stay in the suits. Whatever you want, guys. Just do this for a little bit longer. We promise we'll be right out the door afterwards. Ten years from now, this is going to be a great movie. Just you wait. No, we're not going to... It's not really going to have satire, not like this film. It's going to be more serious, but also drab in a weird way. And looking at all of their clothing, and I know this was probably intentional, but everyone's wearing like a different shade of off-white, cream-colored, gray, beige brown eggshell white somewhere eggshell white exactly and joseph gordon levitt's just completely beside himself unhappy and then he goes into the middle how he says everything is just total shit what is what is the phrase he says here it's not like hold on i'm saying here people buy cards because they can't say how they feel or they're afraid to we provide the service that lets them off the hook and i don't i mean we've talked about this before where I don't know if it's that greeting cards lets people off the hook to say what they feel more so. A lot of people just don't exactly know the right words to say, and this kind of helps along, you know? I'm not going to lie. Sometimes they just say happy birthday, and, you know, you could have probably just written that. Jim Gaffigan's got a joke about that. But other times, sometimes there is a 
further level of poeticism you want to get into. And a card sort of helps you out with that. But to say it lets people off the hook to say what they really want to say, I, I don't know. Do you think that's overgeneralizing, Bobby, or do you think that hit, hits more on the head? I think that's a consequence of writing a film that has dramatic tension. There was probably a nicer way for Gordon Gosef Jevett to have said that. I think the point is made that there are certain cards that you and I have seen that just simply don't try, or rather the person who buys them doesn't feel like trying very hard. But mm. but it's a question of, well, someone made that card and you bought it, so there must be a demand for it somewhere, I guess. I think the speech is a little harsh, but I think the sentiment probably could be phrased in a more delicate way as greeting cards sometimes allow you to not engage fully with the emotions you might feel for a person. So here's this card so we don't have to make eye contact while I tell you, this prom meant a lot to me. Thanks for it's not, thanks for you know taking the night off from your junkyard guard dog job to take me to the prom. Wait, you got a post prom card? I don't even think I went to my prom. Now that I think, <laughs> wait, did you not actually go to your prom? I think at the t- I was da- when I was a junior, my my girlfriend at the time was a senior, so that you know, and and I went to nice. I went I went to prom there. Although I didn't go with her, that's another cool. story. I went with someone else oh. to not my prom uh. <laughs> with not my girlfriend. <laughs> And then at senior <laughs> year, senior year, I um, uh, had a lot of friends who had graduated and they said, if you want to rather hang out with us on prom night, because you don't really seem like you want to go. And I said, yes, that sounds more fun. So I don't think I ever really oh, like an anti-prom. Prom, yeah. Not even anti. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even that structured, which was a big thing in our day. I know. But it was just I'd rather hang out with these friends and just enjoy myself than go eat really bad catered food and listen to uh, Poker Face for the 500th time that year. I mean, you can't beat it. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. You can't. Oh no! Can't read my poker face. Can't beat my poker face. You can't beat my different poker vibe. face. <laughs> you can't beat my poker face. It's the very best. Also, please don't beat my fo- fo- poker face. I've worked too hard on it. Did you guys end up going to like a Sonic Burger or something? I think we just hung out in our friend's basement and played Smash Bros. and maybe watched funny games. That that tracks. That seems yep. like, and that that was a choice because that's not a fun movie. Uh, Wait, would you watch Funny Games, which is a home invasion think- movie? Wait, I don't think I've ever seen Funny Games. I don't think it has any greeting cards in it, so I I can't recommend it for this podcast, but I could look again. The 2007 psychological thriller starring Naomi Watts? Yep, that's the one. Wow. This sounds like a way better than what I had on my senior ball. We had ours at an uncomfortable country club called Eagle Oaks. Which just feels a little. <laughs> What's an eagle? That feels like? a little. That feels a little exclusive in all the wrong reasons. Because I mean, you can't really trust eagles with wood. Everyone knows that they're untrustworthy birds. Out of all of them, I, I mean, you can even trust a seagull over an eagle. Because uh, you know they just want your hot dog. You call them un- <laughs> untrustworthy birdies. Un- untrustworthy birdies, exactly. The bir- the birdies that are untrustworthy. No, that does sound like a lovely time. I did end up going to both my proms. And then also when I was a senior, I was dating somebody who was a junior. So I went to their prom as well. So I, I doubled up on the proms that time around. This is no but, time for you to just brag about your accomplishments. We have a, we have well, a I was going to say, I also, I got a post-prom slab. I was given a piece of granite that said, thank you for a lovely time. Would have been nice if you didn't pick me up in your used Hyundai Elantra. I don't understand why you couldn't have rented a limo. But that is a yesterday problem. And today we live in tomorrow. So <laughs> anyways. And and they give it to me during lunch, which is hard because I had to put that in my backpack. <laughs> but I, I, I hear what you're saying that, like, yeah, there is an ability with greeting cards to provide a distance. And that is a service that they do offer. I think it also depends on the level of formality and eloquence. Like I said before, not everybody is going to want to wax poetic. Not everybody is going to want to, A, write flowery pose, prose or B, maybe they just don't 
have the words to say in greeting cards help them. And sometimes it's not appropriate. You don't need to have an elegy every time something sad happens or a sonnet every time you feel an emotion fluttering in your arteries. You know, that you don't need that for every single human interaction. Not every time. And I think the fault of this movie and what does not help his case at all for him exploding is that Joseph the Rock Gordon-Levitt is absolutely working at one of the worst greeting card companies I've ever heard. It doesn't seem like it's doing well, I'll say that much, for the brief clip that I saw. Remember, I haven't seen Mall Cop, Blurt Cop, or... 500 Summers of Blart. I haven't seen either of these movies. Paul Mart Ball Ball Blart. Paul Mart Blart, man. (laughs) Every time you say it, it's like the Tupperware is warping in the microwave a little (laughs) bit more. It's all it's covered in the same... tomato sauce from from meals past. It has it's the stain is still on it because there's no way to get it out now because the acid just cooked right through. And instead of throwing it away, you're like, I can still put spaghetti in this one. But like in the place that he works, Joseph Gordon Borden, in the place he works, New Hampshire Greetings, he in the middle of this two minute monologue, he goes ahead and opens two cards, and one of them says, "Congratulations on your new baby." That's it. And then he then, as an example, has a Valentine's card that says it's got pretty hearts on the front, like he says. And in the front just says, happy Valentine's Day, sweetheart. I love you. He must work at the least creative. These are like the greeting cards available at the dollar store. You ever like go to like a dollar general and they have a greeting card section, but it's clear that those are like not even the C list players. Those are like our D and F list. Oh yeah. Not only have I seen them, but the one near where I live is a discount pharmacy, which you know already has some bad juju about it because what's the discount? What what part of it? What part of the medicine is discounted, sir? Let's talk about that. Acetaminophen can only get so old. (laughs) It's just called minifin. I see that minifin, but I've seen those cards. Yes. Where they, even for greeting cards, which as we said, can accidentally, skew to the lazy even for them they're quite indolent you know in the, the things that they say yeah exactly they, they, they those are the ones that really give a bad example as to the creativity that greeting cards should be and you know just to give a summary as to what was joseph gordon lord real problems the real problem of our lord joseph gordon his problems were not with a relationship that he put far too much emphasis on for something that I believe at the beginning they said was more of a casual relationship. And Zoe Deschanel was just being honest about the fact that she didn't feel the right emotions for him and eventually was unsure of them, but was sure of another person. And he should have just moved on. The problem he had was that he was at a bad company and he, the whole time he just wanted to be a motherfucking architect. So why did you have to waste our time with you writing shit for a greeting card company? Look. I can't tell you the number of times, the number of friends I've had who said, I started out as an architect. One thing led to another. I partied too hard in college. I ended up working as a greeting card writer. It's a story as young. old as this sentence. It's old. The tale's old as time. Everything, everything you think is going to be new and dynamic and exceed expectations is just another Frank Lloyd Wright baloney. And you realize that they can't do it anymore because we're all out of marble. And so you're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to make greeting cards. And that's what you get stuck doing. So they teach you know, all maybe... about Frank Lloyd Wright in school, but they never say what happens if you're Frank Lloyd wrong. Oh, 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 oh. Blart Mall. Boo, 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 boo. Mark Ball Cop. Watch the mall cop. Welcome to the Mark cast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, listen, let's play a mall, Paul Blart mall bar. I can't even say it right. This is what happens is when you say it wrong enough times, you get stuck like this. Let's go ahead, like the good mall security that you and I am, Bobby, and head on over to our greeting card. How does that sound? That sounds delightful. And if you happen to be in our side of the mall where we are in our really cool segue looking at our greeting card, you can surely find it at Greetings Pod on Instagram or at Greetings Cast on Twitter. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means so much to be and only means so much to Bobby. So, but that's why you have to try a little harder because, yeah, you know. Yeah. Wear a tie for God's sake. Come on now. You're at work. Shine those shoes. Wear two belts. We see your boss looking at you. He doesn't know that you have your AirPod in and you're listening to us <laughs> in your ear while your boss is looking at you, waiting for you to respond. You didn't hear the question, but you know it was asked. Everyone's looking at you. They're all looking at you. Jeremy. You're listening to our podcast and you're scrolling through cast iron subreddits trying to see the best way to clean off your cast iron Dutch oven. And it's like, man, don't you have a job? It's just hot water and salt. It's always just hot water and salt. That's Yeah. And actually, you know what, guys? You can use a little bit of soap. It's okay. Just pre-season it later with a little bit of oil, but you're fine. It's not made of like crystal. You're fine. It'll be fine. And it's meant to cook your disgusting rump roasts. So let's, you know, it's meant to <laughs> render animal fat. Let's not be too precious with it. Oh, but wait, you're going to miss the flavors of all the other meals that were made on the cast iron to give it flavor. You know what they also had back in those days? Tuberculosis. Do you really want to have that again? No. You know how common it was to just have bad oil, just cooking everything in like rancid oil? Yeah, medium. Yeah, a medium amount. And speaking of rancid oil, this is the rancid oil of cards. I think you will feel very soon, Bobby. So whenever you're ready, please dive deep, but but come back for air because our lungs are only so big. Oh, goody. I mean, how could I not after that <laughs> ringing endorsement? Okay. So, Daniel, I have here a card in your hand, I presume. I'll be stranger if you took a picture of the card in someone else's hand. It is is starting, try always to start from the background and move four. A blue background, but this card is multi-layered. It might be covered in a plastic sheen, which is, does not bode well, because from what I gather of these cards that are covered in protective plastic, there's often something inside that can't escape or will not be silent, and either way, it's bad. Yeah. There is a googly-eyed cow, photorealistic cow, a St Holstein, I think, is the, the one I'm looking for. The traditional black and white cow that you see. I do believe that is a Holstein. In so many chicken runs in your, your barnyard animals, your, your your cows and chickens. Your Wallaces and Gromites. Your Wallaces and Gromites. Yeah, of course. The cow is looking over a black barrier that has stars and galaxies and little pinpricks of light. And then in a fun, crooked yellow font, it asks the question, it's your graduation? So it's a question. It's not it's not a statement. It's it the card is is confirming that it hasn't been presented to the wrong person, which I think is a strong start. There's going to be a lot to hate about this card <laughs> almost immediately. There's going to be I want to make something clear. When I found this, I was astounded by how much I despise this. Okay. There's there's going to be a lot to dig in very quickly, but one of the things I think that starts so egregiously is that this card with all that it is going to present us in the next couple of seconds, doesn't even have the low-grade chutzpah to make clear that it is my graduation. You're the one that bought the friggin' card. What do you mean you don't know? I, <laughs> like, I, li the... I like this because it feels like when your mother invites all your family and there's always one uncle or second cousin you don't know very well, and he's not even yeah. quite sure that it's your graduation. He's seen you so seldom. So I like that this card finds a place for the relative who basically is a stranger and gives them an excuse to say, I think this is for you, Jeremy. 
It's your graduation? Yeah. Well, that's great uncle Nestig. And he just like got back from, he's got this thing that he does where he just cries in like a, um, what do they call it? An ashram. And he's back from it. So he is just out of tears. But he knew he, he, knew he had to bring a card for something because he knew that this was an occasion for celebration. So he wasn't too sure. So he's like, you, you're the youngest one. You're probably still in school. Here's this. <laughs> he brought his own Schweppes, which was very considerate. He said, you got to put some pep in your Schwepp. And everyone else said, there's already seltzer here. And he said, not the kind that I dig, sister. Yeah, not the kind that I dig. Mine's warm and went bad. <laughs> anyway, is it your graduation? No, I'm I'm a nun. Okay, never mind. Where's Jeremy? Anyone care for a fresca? I keep it in a loose mason jar in my backpack. No, that's fine. I think we're going to go home. <laughs> so far, just based off pure principle, I think I know what I'm involved in here, but it's just stupid enough that it hasn't so far terrified or disgusted me, so I don't think I had the visceral reaction that you did, but I'm glad that you had a strong reaction. That's why we're here, because if Gosef Jordan uh, Brando were here, he'd say, live life, Moss, Taco Bell. He would, and he would say, listen, what this card is missing is be honest to all of America. It's your graduation, and then you open the card, and it says, eat great even late, and then on the other side, it says, yo quiero Taco Bell, because, you know, we miss, bring back the old mascot, and the cow turns out to be a cute chihuahua that talks, that has a human voice. I'd buy that card. If, if Ghost of Jordan Blevitt, Blart, put that card forward in that scene, I bet he'd still be employed at that fine greeting card agency. I agree. If in the movie that we're talking about, Gooseman, Large Man Levitt, happened to like make a Taco Bell-themed gift card or like greeting card with gifts inside of it. See, this is like the Demolition Man scenario. Every movie that has the potential to have a promo inside of it for a massive chain company or conglomerate or whatever the answer should always just be Taco Bell. Like in yeah. our real world, Taco Bell should have won not just the fast food wars of the Demolition Man starring Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone universe, but also our current IRL universe won the franchise wars in that every movie just promotes Taco Bell. Like that's just what you promote. So you got to eat great even late, live moss. There should just be a scene of Zoe Deschanel like breaking up with him and going like, or not breaking up with him, but making clear like it wasn't that I wasn't sure of a relationship. I wasn't sure of you. And then she just bites into the chalupa like it was her last chalupa on earth. Like that's her last chance she's going to get to do that. James Bond walks up to the casino bar and says, what will it be, sir? Says Gordita, crunchy, not smooth. Yes. And then as he's like eyeing the entire casino and sees the enemy that he's going to have to play a game of poker with, you just see somebody crunch up a Doritos Locos taco in a shaker and just shake it up for him. <laughs> What's funny is that I have not seen any of the blart, 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 blarts, and I there's got to be a Taco Bell reference in there. It takes place in a mall. There's there's no way they don't reference the I don't know the if they shot on site, but if they did, they certainly have crossed a Taco Bell somewhere in there. I'm a hypocrite because I have written more than one sketch about Paul Blart Mall Cop for the stage and never seen the movies. I just think the idea of Kevin James playing a man who likes to eat his food and ride around in a Segway, that's all I needed to write four pages of gold or bronze. Or bronze. I just want to say, before we go to the next page, I also love that they have to specify with a little sticker on the top left, a gift card holder. Oh, yeah, I was going to bring that up because if you're, if okay, you're yeah, go, go ahead, go too ahead. stupid to look inside and see the sleeve for <laughs> money or a check, just in case. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean, to, I didn't mean to, to put anyone on blast as the kids say <laughs> no, these days. No that's, no, that's perfect. Hey, do you get it now, you pig? <laughs> this is where you, you put stupid money. cow. Money goes you in don't. the sleeve, you moron. 
You put the $15 in there because you couldn't think of a gift for your only nephew, you heifer. This card so far has taken a drastic turn for the mean-spirited. Hey, man. If you think, and we're not even at the meat of it. We're not even at the rump roast of this cow. Mm. We're barely chewing the naga hide. Oh. <laughs> Should I move on to the, or, or, or I think you have a special surprise for this one, right? Not the next page. Yes. You control the strings, Puppet Master, so whenever you're ready to go. And if you are, I'll just say, so the second part of this, this is a multimedia card. So Bobby has to open up a relatively large video I done gave him. And make sure the audio is on for this for this bad boy. Uh, can I say no? I feel like I'm allowed to say no at this point. We've gotten to know each other so well. Can't you just let me go just this once? You can do whatever you want. It's cool. We don't have to do an episode this week. I've always been pretty, like, you know, it's not like I've been good getting these podcast episodes out, so we can do whatever the hell we please. No, you're right. I can't quit. You're right. Thank you for inspiring me. I'm going to open up the video, click to download, terms of agreement. Give me, like, an hour to read this. All right. I think I just gave away my power of attorney, but I am ready to play the clip. Okay, yeah, whenever you're ready, nearer my God to you. Yep, this is for all the uh, Marlon Joseph Brandos out there. Joseph, Joseph, Gordon Levitt, Biden. I've started playing. Oh. Oh. Yep. Okay. That, that's not. Oh, no, don't play the different art. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, why yep. does it have the bill? Oh my god! Can you can the <laughs> listeners hear this right now, or do they have to wait till the end of the episode to to go? Oh no no no! They don't the get to have they don't was. get to have this from the audio. You oh, ding dongs no. have to go to the damn Instagram. I'm gonna make you work. <laughs> oh, no, not no. at all. You don't get off that easy. What you just get to listen to the episode on Stitcher Premium? Screw that! You guys have to actually go to the Instagram oh. to watch these nightmares come to life. You don't get to enjoy a dream with your eyes open. Oh god, I have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> this does this does cause your blood pressure to go up so for the non-listener blessed be you for where you are and you can't hear when you open up the card it, the the cow perhaps predictably begins to shimmy and shake one way or the other it's got <laughs> it's holding like a deal or no deal style solid gold gift holder like for a gift card to Chili's or arby's or wherever you choose to waste your teens um, Chili Arby's, Chili Arby's, yeah. I'm a Charby's. I'm, <laughs> I'm a Ruby Hooligans myself, man. That's that's just me. I loved Apple Days. That's my personal favorite. <laughs> <laughs> they fry the root beer. I don't even know how they do it. You want a mozzarella martini? We got four. Oh, shaken, not stringy. <laughs> <laughs> so the cow dances and <laughs> it, it plays the song playing in the background. I should say on the interior cover is the phrase also in yellow crooked font moo la la congratulations mm. so if you read the whole message it would be it's your graduation question mark it's your graduation and the answer to which that refrain is moo la la congratulations so i haven't even gotten to the atrocious sound yet dan but that's that's nothing right i'm not missing anything when someone says it's your graduation moo la la imagine if someone said oh is it your confirmation ooh la la like what like <laughs> It is kind of gross, right? Yeah, it's 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 like there's like an intention there, but you don't know what it is exactly. Like, oh, oh, so you just graduated sophomore year? Ooh la la! Why did you ooh la la? Why is it flirtatious? That's... You'd give this card to someone twenty years your junior. This, this should. That's be what a I'm saying. Card. That's what I'm saying is that they clearly. This is another example. We spoke last week on the I'm Sorry Margarita card, the Pokemon evolution of Girls Night Out. Right. And we discussed how that card, for all of its charms, and it still has, 
one of the things it lacks is that it clearly had pun capabilities that it completely fell flat on. Mm. And then there is another branch on this tree, this large oaken tree we've cre- we've done planted in the backyard where we were supposed to grow sorghum. We another branch on this tree is when you go for a pun, but the relationship between the pun and the phrase used does not help the structure of the sentence at all. So no. in this case, if you had said like Oh, is it our 20th anniversary already? Moo la la. Now, I don't think a cow is a good representation of an animal that should be shown on a card for your anniversary. But if you already done, if you already done shot that fish in the lake, then you can go ahead and say moo la la. Like if, if you already paid your 525, then there you go. But, oh. but graduation, again, you're giving this to what is essentially still most likely like a child a minor like a a, a minor there we go you're giving this to a minor supposedly in a platonic fashion where you're like oh congratulations here's twenty dollars i see your mom made watermelon sticks again i'm gonna go on over there and hang out by the pool where the jets are you that is the idea here oh (laughs) your dad bought more eggnog on tap awesome this is a great backyard (laughs) party but that keg is gonna be real thick really just wait for it to seep out it's gonna take a while just keep pumping yeah yeah (laughs) oh god yuck it's just slowly like what a volcano probably constantly does when it just wants to explode (laughs) it's been sitting in the back of dad's toyota corolla all afternoon and it is goopy i don't care how much cinnamon you put in it you're gonna get sick but that's like so moo la la just doesn't that's not the implication I get from that phrase. Ooh la la is supposed to be like, ho oh, ho hey now, now you've got my attention. It's like you've got my attention because you graduated. Like there's just so many other ways you could have gone with that. It could have been maybe this is us being Americans and, and uncouth, but ooh la la always to me brings to mind, you know, like a can can dancer or to lose the trek or something. You know, it's it's like oh, it's yeah. got got a flirtation about it. But this one just a googly eyed bovine telling asking you is it your graduation and then say oh la la like there as a child as a 17 18 year old i just run away if i got this yeah just there there just to put it point blank there is something sexy about saying the phrase ooh la la and you know what shouldn't be sexy a graduation card no (laughs) that's got to be so far and away from what that is and really the whole concept of graduation should be as chaste as possible you should Barely even have genitals if you're graduating. There, I said it. I And I'll even go a step above that. What should graduation be? Starch collars, four-hour mass, plenty of incense, but not the kind that you like, the kind that like stings your nose every time you smell it. Like It's not like patchouli or, or dragon's blood or all those fun ones you get at like your nearest head shop. I'm talking like the stuff that the Catholics use that hurt. All right, kids, pose for the school daguerreotype. Just stay still for about three hours while we take this photo sort of all right kids get in the graduation stocks this is what you get for having graduated arms and legs as well the whole town has to know your sin your sin of finishing school and we haven't even gotten to the true atrocity of what this card holds because for the listener who's been spared i'm not going to spare you i lied the the song that plays inside takes on another level of insanity because it's I don't know if it's the title, but it's the song Milkshake. Do you, Dan, do you recall? I can't recall. Hold on, I gotta look up who the actual singer artist is of the song. Uh, wait. Milkshake song uh, first on my on my searches. Wait, hold on, I'm looking it up too. Don't DM me about how badly I say this name incorrectly. Is it Keyless or Kalis? Kalis, I think. Right? Yeah. Kel- is it Kalis? I'm I'm going with you. I'm gonna say. Kellis. Kellis? Okay. 
Guys, it's Kellis. Yeah, exactly. Look, this I I did not know who sang this song. To be very honest with you, I just knew that it was a song from the early two thousands. So forgive me if I got it wrong. But yes, it's Ke- it's Kellis's song. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, "It's, it's better, better than, than yours. yours." Damn right. Damn it's right. Better than it's yours. better than yours. I can teach you, but, but I, have I have to, to charge. charge. So a cow is singing that while holding a fast casual restaurant style gift oh, card it's a money. Cow. Okay. Now that's slightly less deranged. Okay, because cows have milk. You think? Okay. That it's just that song to me is associated with hormonal teenagers first discovering like w- w- what genitals are for. Sorry, I said genitals more than once on this podcast, but I can't go back. That's fine. That's what this space is for, my yeah. friend. So we don't say so we don't say it in our regular life. At least we the say cow, genitals here. <laughs> at least the cow kind of makes sense with the dairy, like a milkshake okay i get it but it's just i still to to equate this to a graduation why is this a sexy graduation i can't fathom why you'd make it like this this greeting card is a quilt of many colors but as if the quilt someone forgot to done sew the pieces together and just threw you a bunch of squares and said here good night and then (laughs) turned off the lights and thought that was going to keep you warm in the rough tennessee winters like this is Nothing connects in this card. Everything, it's just novelty for the sake of novelty being thrown at you. And then it's all loosely stapled together using your best swing line with a dancing animatronic cow singing milkshake. But again, which one of those things connects to the cow? And which one of those cow things connects to the phrase moo-la-la, like sexy ooh-la-la? Like you almost have to shake your shoulders when you say it. What one of those things connects to graduation? Uh, And then what one of those things connects to getting money? We haven't even gotten to the phrase or the reference to the fact that this is a moneyed gift for those who maybe are not looking at the card right now or didn't hear us at the beginning this is the kind of sleeved card with which you put in a form of currency and usually there's some kind of like bad joke with that yeah encapsulated in it like like it's your graduation be sure to chomp on that green or something stupid like that None of that here. All we know is that the cow is holding on to something that looks like money and singing the song. Again, the lyrics, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right. It's better than yours. I can teach you, but I have to charge. I guess the end refers to money, but that's but it's a not stretch. the kind of not the kind of uh, exchange that one would usually associate with your graduating nephew who's going to go to um Cal A&M or you know wherever or, or Rutgers yeah. Votech wherever he's going to go I don't know he's he's successful but not too successful when i grow up i'm going to bovine university <laughs> <laughs> and then to rub salt on the wound my colleague Daniel Conroy me sped up the RPM on a card, which is not a power I want to give to the masses and made the song play at the wrong speed, which just made the cow dance faster and more egregiously. And I just want to know what I I thought we did this out of the kindness of our hearts. I didn't know it was going to get sandbagged on this. Podcast. <laughs> Why would you do that to me? We've yet to get any sponsorships to justify us doing this other than friendship and kindness. Now, wait a minute, Bobby. You're right that I did, in fact, speed it up through the uh, my own volition and through my own 
muscles. However, I was not the one that put that power in my hands. Did you have a look at the bottom right of the card? Yes, I saw it, and it, they, I don't like they are using the don't don't blame the don't blame the man, blame the gun <laughs> sort of <laughs> argument. Well, listen, I mean, it's 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 Chekhov's turbo button. You put that on there, and he's going to have to press it on stage. I mean, there's no way you can avoid it. It, just it is, yeah, you're right. It is it is Chekhov's greeting card. Yes, that's that's fair. If you yeah. drop the pencil, if you drop the turbo button on the stage, you don't kick it off stage. You pick it up and put it back on the desk while also pressing it so that the cow shakes even further. Now, Bobby, explain this instrument, please, to the Ding Dongs, because I don't think I've ever seen this in a card before, ever. No, it's it's a whole new world. Uh, but for the listener, if you can't see the photo, in which case, leave your boss. He's fine. And go watch our videos in the bathroom stall where we know you watch them all. Yeah, we know. Everyone knows. You don't have headphones in. I don't know why you don't have headphones in. Yeah, you should really Just get get some headphones. Just get, like, a pair of, like, wired headphones. I know that AirPods are expensive. I totally get it. There's a couple of cheap models we can send to you. But you're you're playing this at full blast. You're not even doing minimal volume to listen to these things. And we salute you. And, you know, that uh, suspension from your job will only last so long. We'll be around for as long as we want to be. That's right. You'll never get rid of us unless we decide to leave you. But for the listener, what the card has is the button that lets you... Usually cards like this, when you open them up, there's a mechanism that just plays the song automatically. But what this card has to engage more fully in evil is a button that allows you to play the song at your convenience. But also, if you hit it again, it speeds up the song. So you or the recipient can decide how quickly you want it all to end. And that's a lot of power to give either party in this exchange. And if I recall right, I'm I'm checking now, but right under the turbo button, I believe it says the phrase, and this is like talking about like giving a, you know, a chimpanzee a Tommy gun. It just says right below turbo button, I think it says play again and again. And then on the oh, bottom, I, didn't I catch that. I think it says play again oh. and again while audio is playing. So it's basically encouraging children like, no, annoy your older relatives at the graduation yeah, party. R- really just find that that one aunt who's in the corner and looks very wistful as she looks out of the sky and really just get in her ear and just play that thing over and over again. Yeah, she's literally playing every Enya song in her head right now. And you just need to interrupt that with a my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard card, even though she just no finished sailing away today on ethel more like orinoco no am i right she's just trying to enjoy all the stewed pears she brought for dessert she had one job she was supposed to bring dessert for the graduation dinner and she brought stewed pears parachute cake wait what's parachute cake i've never had that that's where she dropped it and tried to pretend she didn't (laughs) oh what a hell of a way to die yeah what a, well, we all know we've all we've all dropped but cakes before. We've all dropped cakes before. We've never said out loud, I don't think, or as directly that there are some cards that I think are made purely to annoy people, and I feel like this one is a prime example of that stripe. I think we yes, we have not said that out loud on the podcast, and I think we have unconsciously you and I tried to avoid the more annoying cards because. Ultimately, they're not as fun to talk about. They're not very creative. There's not a lot of meat on those bones. Really, they're just meant to be out there, to be frustrating. And there's a market for that, fine. But also, it doesn't leave us a lot of room for criticism, which is what we do best here on Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. But this one takes the cake, and by cake, I mean takes the hide off the cow in regards to just how unbelievably annoying it must be for somebody. This is a... I I played this card in disbelief in the Dwayne Reed at 1130 on a Saturday night at least five or six times and I was like 
the the only reason why I don't feel bad about this is because I am the only one here. And that, like, the employees know. It's, it's so- like children, like, being a mommy. Who's that? Like, don't look at him, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> let, him, let, let him do his thing. Let it, It's perfectly fine. Just keep keep moving, darling. It's fine. Then, don't stare. Just walk right by. He's doing fine. I know. But, but his eyes have gone parallaxed. How did you learn that term? <laughs> Last time I send you to Sunday camp. Yes. I, I can't stop looking. I'm looking at the still image from the video. And considering that this is a song by the artist Kellis from 2003. So so actually, too, not to jump ahead because I want to hear what you have to say, but I did skip uh, in, in an effort to end it all. Skip <laughs> to the last page. And, and I, insist, say, I insist this ends. So at the end of the page, it actually says, so we looked it up and said Kellis performed, but it's it says Milkshake, words and music by Chad Hugo and Pharrell Williams. So I don't know. Maybe there's some well, Pharrell's issue with a huge... who wrote the song. Or I'm not sure. So that's interesting. So if we go into Wikipedia, which I love to do, you go into the Milkshake article. It says Uh written and produced by the Neptunes. The Neptunes are an American songwriting and production duo composed of Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo. So they are a writing duo. And they've been active since 1992. So I don't know much about Chad Hugo, admittedly, but I know that Pharrell Williams has been active for decades, not just as a singer, but also as a songwriter, like a very, he has written quite a bit of music. And I'm guessing so has Chad Hugo. And they have written under the collective writing group, the Neptunes. And interestingly enough, it says here, the song was originally offered to Britney Spears for her fourth album, In the Zone, but was instead given to Kellis, which, you know, I think she did a lovely job. But wait, what were we just talking? Oh, yeah. Oh, so- sorry. You were you were going to say you were playing this over and over again at Dwayne Reed, disturbing the normals. So interestingly, we mentioned like when it came from. So this was uh, sung by Kellis in the year 2003. And if I go back to the end of the video, there's like a moment where the card is stopped you can see my hand holding onto it and just behind there there are a group of cards and the you know how they describe what kind of cards you're getting in the little white background above the cards sometimes it says anniversary or birthday for her or sympathy for them this one just says on the back fun of the, funeral fun yeah exactly this one says just dated that's the that's the term <laughs> dated and dated. It, it might describe those cards behind this cow card well but it also describes this card very well. It is a dated, outdated, archaic card. It's a song that I can't imagine anyone graduating any form of schooling today has any connection with. I would be not surprised if a graduate of high school or even college today does not know this song. You gotta. This give... song is twenty years old. It's yeah. going to that. This would be like if Maleficent you know, made the deal about Sleeping Beauty. She was like, and then I heard Milkshake, and that's when I plucked you with my spindle 20 years ago, and now payback pay time, go to sleep. I, I've never seen the movie. Um, so I also have not seen happens. Maleficent, or um, honestly, I've never seen Sleeping Beauty either. That's just one of those. I, I haven't seen Maleficent 2, Lost in New York. You know, I, I, I didn't no, get around to any no. of those. I stuff. did like Maleficent Fury Road, though. I think that was a huge comeback for George Miller, and I'm glad for him. Yeah, he deserves it. He does. But do you know how dated this is? I, I looked on the back end. This card was made in 2016, so the song is from 2003, but this card conceivably has been sitting on the shelf for possibly seven Wait, years. Wait, that's crazy. Look at the copyright underneath the first paragraph. I totally missed that because I did see that it was performed by presumably the artist's name, Creative Giant Sound, which I'm guessing is just the name. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm guessing that's the name of the production company that has the rights to the actor or the singer who is probably paid non-union to uh, sing this song. And so they own the rights to the singing of that song, the female vocalist who sang this song. And whoever you are, if you're listening to this podcast and God only knows why, go ahead and DM us at GreetingsPod or at GreetingsCast. And uh, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Uh, we'll Genuinely, talk- though, that, that would be an unbelievable guest. Legitimately? Legitimately. I'm going to reach out to Creative Giant Sound. And if we can interview you for our podcast, that would be the biggest get we could ever have. Bigger than Pharrell Williams. Let's just say it out loud. Who's he? One half of Neptune? No, thank you. You know how, like, when GTA Vice City came out and that was supposed to be a nostalgic, like, look into the 80s and that move, that video game came out in 2001? That is about the same distance that we have to this song. That's 20 uh, years. That is yeah. that is a 20-year difference. It was a 20-year difference between the 1980s and GTA Vice City coming out, coming out. That is the same distance we have with this friggin' song and where we are now, 2023. This song came out when the country was just recovering from Attack of the Clones. Like that's that's the other marker that I have in my head. We were trying to recover from Attack of the Clones. Have have we yet to prepare ourselves for Revenge of the Sith? Is the real question. Have we like gained? Uh, good question. The Rialto Theater, you know, where I grew up, probably had a poster already set up, and it said something like, "Sometimes there's a third movie." <laughs> and then that's the tagline. The lows where I was at probably had a couple of people dressed up as stormtroopers because I remember at the mall that used to be near my house, there was for a revival of the original trilogy, people dressed up as stormtroopers at the discount theater. And it made me wish I wasn't living at this time where the earth is getting too hot. <laughs> I wish I was back there. <laughs> I don't often get that feeling, but that's how I feel. That's how I feel then. That's how I feel now. And speaking of getting too hot, Bobby, I am hot under the collar to know exactly how you feel about this card as a rating, because let me just say this was an American greetings. And I think we both can agree that American greetings said it wrong this time. They said it so very wrong. And how does that going to affect your grade? Okay, so I might pull a bit of a 180 here. I don't want to upset the apple cart, but this card is so off the wall and not not an offensive way, just so... Dadaist, so Jackson Pollock in its sheer disregard for basic intelligence and artistic merit that I kind of I kind of can't look away. Yeah. So I don't know if I love it, but I I think I'm gonna keep this one. I think it's gonna go mid to bottom fridge, but mm. I want I, I don't know if I could open it, but I, I'm the fact that you can control the speed of the song and the cow has a, has a relation to the milkshake, but the moolah la refers to graduation. And it's there's a there's a universe on the front as if to say the whole world is not enough for you, nephew Jimble. Jeremy, probably Jeremy Jimble. Um Jer- Jeremy's uh, Jeremy's Jimbles. Jeremy's Jimbles, yeah. Jacob's ladder, Jeremy's Jimbles. We've seen the trilogy. The third one. Yeah, what's the third one? Regarding ice cream toppings, what I don't like about Jeremy's Jimbles <laughs> is that it's like six sprinkles com- like connected into one so it kind of looks like you're putting a bunch of spiders on top of your ice cream and they only yeah. come in chocolate so it looks like a bunch of tarantulas and i don't know i just don't know if america's ready for that we're ready for nothing and that's that's another thing we're not ready for yeah we're ready for nothing that's <laughs> that's that's our motto here so i i can't against all better judgment i'm keeping this card and if you don't want to see me again as blink 182 says i would understay a e and Dan. Well, I want you to, I wish you would step back from that ledge, my Bobby. And by ledge, I mean the feeling that I would not want you here because I certainly do. And I certainly agree with you 
that mm. for all of the frustration that this card gives me, for all of the agita that I feel, the ulcers that it developed in my person with its sheer existence and shaking around of a song that was <laughs> that really encapsulated the Bush years, in my opinion, for all of that, the joy that I get from it is the look on someone's face when they must endure it the same way that I have. Much like mm. showing your friend Paul Blal Mall Hall, they and they watch that for the first time and go, "Well, that's close to two hours that you took away from me." And somehow I'm still friends with you for some reason. This is like a good twenty seconds that I'm going to take from them and get this strange joy out of it. I want to avoid saying that like I'm a troll for having that good feeling, but I can't deny that it feels good. Well. But hey, listen, you got to be honest with yourself. You're you're walking a fine line. I mean, you did tell me this this was quote better than prom, which <laughs> you know, jury's still out. Well, better than your prom, which what, what movie did you see again? Oh, Funny Games. <laughs> funny, yeah. So hold on, what review did Funny Games get? Because I want to see if this is actually better than Funny Games. Now I, I should clarify for the listener if they've just joined us, which really like episode thirty six. What are you doing? <laughs> I did not go to prom and watch the film funny games it wasn't screened for a group of 17 year olds i chose to not go to my senior prom and with friends we watch funny games you, instead you guys you guys get you guys get through one one verse of it's getting hot in here and then they sit you all down and just go all right guys who's ready for a movie and they're sure, ready for a home invasion <laughs> who's ready for the shot for shot remake of the 1997 film what the fuck? That movie wasn't even 10 years old and they did a shot. I didn't shot. know that. I did, I did not know that. Austrian psychological thriller. So this movie, this, whatever, this, uh, Bobby's Prom got a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and and it says, in regards to Bobby's Prom, a.k.a. Funny Games, though made with great skill, Funny Games is nevertheless a sadistic exercise in chastising the audience. Wait, that is the perfect review of this card. Is oh wow! A sadistic wow, exercise was... in chastising its audience. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we should stop talking right now. It's not going to get better than that. This is at minute fifty hundred. You know, that's that's it. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye, ding dings! You're being chastised for having dreams, for having beliefs that you are special for graduating, and for the idea that you think people, your great uncle, what was his name, Nimble Chops, Nest Nestag, I believe, great uncle Nestag. Yeah. You think that great uncle Nestag has time coming back from his crying ashram to remember that you graduated the ninth grade? Can Congratulations. He got out of algebra for loons. And I mean the bird, because birds got to learn math, too. All right. Up to my friggin' review. I say keep it on the board like you. I'm going to put it middle right fridge door so that whenever anyone comes through the door of my home and I offer them all that coffee cake I didn't finish the night before during my bedlam times, I can tell Mm. them, hey, you're going to love this. Give this a try. And that is 20 seconds they can never have again. This is a time-stealing card. And you get joy from that because you get that time towards the end of your life. So just keep... It's horrifying. <laughs> it's just a horror. This is, this is possibly... We've had cards that were mean-spirited, but we've never like actively stolen from people before. This is breaking new ground. We're only stealing time. They won't know it until it's too late. <laughs> Just like we did with you guys by listening to this podcast. How are we going to summarize this? Like, to listen to this is to give up. <laughs> to listen to listen to this is to recognize you, you only have so much time. 
and we then took a bit of it from you. We're, we're doing you a service. We're inoculating you against wasting your time. Yeah, exactly. You have to have a little bit of it to realize you won't do it again. If you watch this card on our Instagram at Greetings Pod or on Twitter at Greetings Pass, and you actively don't watch Paul Blart's Mall Man, that means that you got the vaccination that you needed. And if you think about it, isn't that better than having lost an hour 45? You only lost 20 seconds. And you were going to waste that on candy corn or something else anyways. And by that, I mean the game that I always refer to as candy corn, but is actually called Candy Crush. No, I, I hope candy corn is a game too, where it's just you as an avatar eating candy corn and convincing yourself you like it, but <laughs> it never being true. You just take bite after bite and you just tell yourself, I have to, it's Halloween. I have to, it's Halloween. <laughs> is there, an, um, because we've just passed and I refuse to end this episode without talking about candy we just passed easter and we probably talked about this last week but i don't care this is our time we can do it as we please are jelly beans the one that like you obligatorily eat because everything else about easter is pretty decent candy wise chocolate bunnies yeah peeps too i i think i know they're a little more to taste i like them but some people fall off on peeps so i think that one falls into the obligatory candies category as well i feel like much like comic book guy i will eat a peep and i will not feel the satisfaction that i wanted from candy so then i will eat another and then i will eat another and then after the fifth one i'll go oh i'm sick now and that was like at no point did i feel like i got candy satisfaction so maybe that's oh, the problem with that. peeps and loneliness are a dangerous mix <laughs> such I'm, I'm gonna go and watch that now it's one of my favorite bits where then just eats the yeah. spider-man comic and like he goes like did you want this laminated sir no i'll eat it here and <laughs> just eats right into it <laughs> oh and if we... you want to eat into more of our podcast which i can't imagine is at all the case at this point you can get in touch with us at greetings pod on instagram or at greetings cast on twitter we would love to hear from you even it's just to tell us that you will never get this time back it helps us it fuels us so if we stole from you we want to know and we want to know how much it hurt yeah. and happy holidays happy holidays to you whatever holiday that might be and bobby always a happy holidays to you because every time we do the podcast it's a happy holiday doing it with you friend yeah you didn't need to fight for my blart my blart was always yours i know and get your Blart corsage on and please get the top hat because the limo's waiting. And I think our steak dinner with beans is getting cold. Mm. Joseph, Blart, and Levitt, we salute you. Thanks for playing funny games with our heart. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. What are we going to bring back, Rock'em Sock'em Robots? What are we going to bring Sock'em Bock'em, Sock'em Boppers back? Did you guys know well, they're more I, fun I than I have this fun? screenplay right here. Actually, it's more of a collection of threats, but it does include Rock'em okay. Sock'em Robots.